got a second down and 15, and that is a big hit. In the backfield, Bradley Chubb one more time, living in the backfield. And they stay there, and they say yeah, and they stay there. Up, down, up, down, up, down. All I do is hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Draft Daily. I'm really excited today. One of my favorite people on all of Twitter is going to join us today, Eric Galco of Optimum Scouting. You can follow him on Twitter at Optimum Scouting. He's the owner of Optimum Scouting. I think I've said that word about 15 times now. But Eric, how are we doing today? <laughs> It's good. Hey, brand brand building, right? Just keep saying the name, and hopefully people will come keep checking you out. So I appreciate it. Hey, what's going on, man? No much, man. I, uh, the Combine's coming up. I'm, re- I'm really excited to talk Bradley Chubb today. I'm one of the top prospects in the draft. I think he's a very interesting player. Uh, a little bit different than a lot of the other previous edge guys in the draft that have gone in the top five, but still a very, very good player, and I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to him. And so with Chubb, what do you think his greatest strengths are? Yeah, I, I think first of all, Bradley Chubb, you mentioned, is a bit of a, a unique player because he is the draft's top pass rusher. I think he could be very, very special as a player, but He's not the prospect that Miles Garrett or Joey Bosa were. And I think that's important to kind of consider because this class for, you know, every year we get excited about the class and it happens like clockwork, right? Every year it's, is this the best class in recent history or is it the worst class in recent history? We always had those discussions and this class somewhere falls somewhere in between those two, but it's important to kind of consider that, hey, Bradley Chubb, I think he's a special player. I think he could be just as productive as Joey Bosa or Miles Garrett, but I think the the signs point to him being a slightly less of a prospect as a player in the NFL. But that to be said, he's a really special guy, and I think what makes him so impressive is he is able to win as a pass rusher, regardless of the situation, regardless of kind of blocker he's going against, regardless of what the rest of his defense is doing. And you know, when I evaluate pass rushers, and part of that is athletic projection. Justice Moskadev said in the edge does a great job with his math rushers as as far as combining athleticism and analytics to create kind of what the ideal athlete should be as an edge guy. But I look at three things. It's, hey, can you, how do you win initially off the snap and get your initial hand placement or get your initial rush move off to get even? And how do you get past your blocker to go on to the quarterback? And do you finish? Those are the three steps. And it sounds simple, but if you kind of break down as a pass rusher, those three things, that's what's really important. And you watch Bradley Chubb against talented pocket passers he does that really well with quicker bursting more explosive rush moves against Lamar Jackson and that Louisville game he's able to kind of break down get to the backfield contain and then finish as a tackler as well so his ability to work against multiple blockers against multiple quarterbacks and be productive all year long despite having three other draft picks along his defensive line he stood out all year long. I think that versatility and ability to win against multiple situations is what makes him special. Yeah, absolutely. The production stands out, right? Back-to-back seasons of 10-plus sacks. I, I think the one thing I would add to your evaluation is the, the motor. You know, I think I think Chubb gets after it every play. Their, their play against Florida State stands out where he, I think, is on a stunner, is rushing inside, and then he just misses the quarterback and chases him down 15 yards downfield and forces the fumble. Or on Lamar Jackson, he's chasing Lamar Jackson all over the field, which is exhausting, and the next play he's going back at it. And I, I love to see that in a guy, a relentless motor. And one, one thing that I notice about Chubb that I really like is his hand usage is very elite. I think he does a lot of different things with his hands. He's very strong. His strength... I was surprised he didn't do more bull rushing in college because when he did, I thought it was very effective, and I think it could be a huge weapon for him in the NFL. He's got a very strong rip. I think he's yeah, and, and and on that bull rushing, it's a great point because he was successful there too. And again, I have to keep plugging off from scouting, but you know, one thing that Anthony Chato does for us is kind of pressure production and evaluating 
how pass rushers, what moves pass rushers use, and how successful those moves are in terms of getting separation from blockers and how you finish. And Bradley's going to be a guy who's a better version of Emmanuel Ogbon College as a, as a pass rusher who can use a lot of different rush moves, and they can all be successful. That generally translates best to the NFL level. Some guys don't do a lot of moves in college because they're athletically gifted or speed gifted. Noah Spence comes to mind as a guy who did a lot of speed rush moves and they worked in college and they worked in the NFL so far. But when you've got a guy like Chubb, like you mentioned, he can bull rush guys and not even use that every time and still be productive. That's what gets me most excited because no matter where he goes in the NFL, no matter what his offensive line coach wants him to do, he can be successful. And the one, oh, I guess the one other thing, there's so many aspects of his game to like, and that's why he's going to be a top five, uh, top <laughs> right. ten pick of his game. So I don't, I don't want to keep just saying one other thing I like about him, but <laughs> I think mentally, like he sets up moves for the future, like for for the next rush. One of the things I noticed in a lot of his games is like when he would beat a guy outside, he would then beat him inside the next play where the the tackle overextended outside, and then he just ran right by him on the inside. And I I like when you are able to set up future moves and it's interesting because a lot of the pass rushers that go on the top five are super bendy guys and we'll, we'll talk about some of his weaknesses in a minute but I, I feel like the way that a lot of previous top pass rushers win aren't necessarily his greatest strengths and it's it's interesting when you look at that and then to combine that is that he's he's I would say he's elite versus the run I mean one thing is you don't see teams running at him, and when they do, he normally stops it. He controls his gaps very well. He sets the edge. You know, he you can't really move him off the line of scrimmage. And I, I think we we get very obsessed with pass rushing because obviously it's the trait that matters most with an edge rusher, and that's how they, these guys have their biggest impact. But his ability to set the edge on the run, I think, is is special. Yeah, and I think you know you kind of hit a lot of points there, which are important that he is complete as a defense as an edge guy and again i don't think he's a true he'll be a true defensive end four three defensive end for some teams i think for a lot of teams they'll view him more as an edge rusher and a stand-up guy if possible but all those things you mentioned are, are kind of to put one in a full sentence scouting report he's a complete edge player he can function at in as a run defender i mentioned against lamar jackson that game i was at that game live and that's the one thing i took away is not just his ability to get to the get to the quarterback because again consider the situation louisville's offensive tackles are not good, were not good all year. So Bradley Chubb should have gotten that past that first point, right, of, of winning the initial battle. He did that against Louisville. But when you can attack Lamar Jackson in the option game or on rollouts or when he feels comfortable breaking away and he breaks on as a tackler and finishes, another aspect to his game, along with being a good bull rusher, along with being a guy who can win in space, I think all you're pointing to there is, hey, this guy is complete. And NFL ready and complete can be a little bit different. I think he certainly has areas he has to compensate for in the NFL. But I think for the most part, the exciting part about Chubb is that along with those flash plays, you know that you can ask him to do anything in the NFL as an edge rusher, and he knows what to do, and he's shown he's capable of doing it. Yeah, he didn't even look horrible dropping off in coverage. I would really appreciate it if teams would not ask him to do that. But if, if they asked him to do it every <laughs> once in a while, he wouldn't be the worst ever at it. And I, I think it's you make a good point that he could play 4-3 defensive end or he can stand up and rush the passer in a 3-4 as a 3-4 outside linebacker. Do you have any concerns about his game? Oh, for sure. And uh, and one of the things I do a lot, and this just comes out of habit of doing this for as long as I do, is if I like a guy a lot, I look for reasons I shouldn't like him. And if I think a guy is bad and maybe I shouldn't or NFL scouts tell me that, hey, this guy's actually pretty good, I'll be more optimistic. So I'm always kind of balancing that optimism, pessimism. And he's part of that, right? I, he's a guy that we had as our top-rated senior coming into the year uh, for our preseason database. And then, you know, he kind of stayed there all year long. And that's pretty rare for a guy to do that. But I think the concerns are is that he is, again, I mentioned he's not Joey Bosa or Miles Garrett. He is not an elite 
power rusher with the ability to kind of generate explosiveness through his hands like Joey Bosa was. He is not the special, special in-space or bending athlete that Miles Garrett was for his size. And I think that's one of his limitations is that he can never reach that ceiling as a pass rusher. And and obviously, I'm still implying that, hey, he could be a really good pass rusher for a long time in the NFL. And why is that a problem? It's, it's not. But the reason I bring it up is when you are not an elite athlete, but you're asked to produce at an elite level, you have to compensate. And I mentioned before that Bradley Chubb, I don't want to say he's he's complete and therefore he's NFL ready. They're, they're different things. He is a complete edge rusher, but he still has to improve and be more perfect than a guy like Miles Garrett or Joey Bosa to reach their level of potential. So I think the lack of elite bend, I think the lack of you know elite speed to power on the edge, it's, it's very good. And he's productive there in college and he will be productive there in the NFL. But to reach the ceiling that a top five pick or the first non-quarterback draft that has to reach he's got to continue to get better in a lot of areas. Yeah, I think that's tough, right? Because if you just looked at him in a vacuum, he'd be someone you were very, very high on. And then if you compare him to previous top five edge rushers, you almost knock him a little bit more than you should. But the one thing people always talk about with edge rushers is, you know, what, what's their bend, you know, which is basically how flexible they can get when they're rushing outside. I, I see him get some bend, but at some times, you know, he gets off balance. He can get run out of place. He can get pushed over at times. So I, I think that's interesting. And I'm curious, with the combine coming up, how important is the, are the athletic traits and the testing numbers for a defensive end or edge rusher, I should say, because I feel like it's one of the more important positions in terms of athletic testing. Yeah, I think it's certainly one of the positions that stands out most. And I have an article uh, up on Sporting News, at least it should be up by the time the combine rolls around, um, about kind of evaluating what each drill means. And part of that, the ending one, is, is kind of a spark rating or other similar ratings where you combine a lot of athletic testing. And that's a little bit of what Justice Mosqueda does. I mentioned him earlier. Um, is kind of combining all these numbers like NFL teams do to to allow your athleticism numbers to be predictive. But, you know, pass rushers, receivers, defensive backs, especially corners, those are the spots that matter the most with the combine because there is a kind of a direct correlation or at least a somewhat direct correlation between athletic ability and ability to produce in the NFL. And the big reason why, at those positions in particular, especially pass rusher and receiver, is that they're creative positions. And they're positions that, you know, there's creative and then there's preventive positions. And preventive positions are left tackles and corners where, hey, you don't, if you have 50 plays in a game, if you have three bad plays that are led for touchdowns, then you might be out of a job next week. Eric Flowers wasn't that bad this year, but a couple games of four sacks and he's, you know, maybe have a starting job despite having 46 other good snaps. But as a pass rusher or receiver, if you have three big plays and, if you're a receiver, those are two touchdowns and 100 yards. Or as a pass rusher, they're two sacks and a forced fumble. Then you've had a fantastic game. And that's why athleticism for receivers and pass rushers can be so important because it's less about consistency and what your film brings. It's more about, hey, can you flash at the right time? That's going to lead to production. That's why athleticism is so important for Bradley Chubb and for all pass rushers and receivers because teams will use that as a trump card whenever they can. There, there's not much more I can add to that. I think that's a perfect way to describe it. The only thing I, I will add is that sometimes production, especially from smaller school guys or traits, can look a little bit better than they actually are because they're going up against someone that's so weak. And then the, right. the combine kind of puts everyone on the same scale and you get to see these athletic testing and you can say, hey, did this guy just dominate because of his little level of competition or did did he dominate because he's this freak athlete and it's going to translate? And that less so with Chubb because obviously he played in the ACC and played up against a, a lot of good competition. But do you have a player comparison when you when you watch him? You know, I, I, I don't have a direct comparison. Um, I'm a person that doesn't love comparisons all the time because then they kind of shortchange a little bit. But 
I, I will say one comparison I've made, and this comes from talking to Bradley a few times in the preseason and also, you know, on my own podcast game in the field during the year, is that Bradley Chubb as a person and as an impact player reminds me a lot of Jalen Ramsey from a year ago. I know that's a different, you know, a cross-positional comparison. Those are pretty unique, I know. But the reason I say that is because Chubb's a guy who I think, because he is a complete edge player and because he can still make a surprise impact as a rookie, because he's you know, again, not perfectly NFL ready, but able to contribute right away and be a starting pass rusher. His impact can be felt on the field and make other teammates better. And just like Jalen Ramsey was able to take a receiver away for the rest of his defense, Bradley Chubb is able to get constant and consistent pressure against most left tackles in the NFL that he can allow the rest of the defense, whether that's Indianapolis or Cleveland or, you know, Tampa Bay, whoever he may have take him, uh, to have a lot more success defensively besides just him. And then secondly, his personality is awesome. And just like Jalen Ramsey has kind of taken the NFL by storm in terms of being brash, being confident, proving on the field, Bradley Chubb is that guy. Bradley Chubb is a face of an organization in terms of his personality and and what his, you know, not it's not necessarily an ego thing. It's more of a confidence portraying thing. And that's why I think he's a special, special talent because, you know, one thing I care about for a lot of these guys, especially top players, because I know NFL teams do, is the difference between being a great prospect and being one that teams want to take in the top five is you've got to have something extra. And Saquon Barkley is a guy that, you know, has a remarkable high character and leadership characteristics that he proved during the Penn State just after Jerry Sandusky. And I think, you know, Bradley Chubb, for a lot of different reasons, can be a culture changing guy in a good way that can instill confidence throughout your roster. So that's also a big reason why, even though Bradley Chubb's not Miles Garrett, Joey Bosa, I think he is a number one, you know, non quarterback prospect in this class. And I think he'll end up being there for us when it's all said and done. Yeah, I think that's really important to mention is the, the off-field stuff and who they are as people, especially when you take a guy in the top five, top ten, becomes a face of your franchise, and you want to feel really good about that guy. And if he's a leader and a culture changer, that's a huge bonus for teams that you know a lot of people on Twitter or that are just looking at something from distance aren't necessarily going to think about. And you know, you do not need to tell the people that listen to this podcast that comparisons aren't everything because I, I literally start every time I ask that question by saying, you know, this comparison does not mean that this player ends up with this career. We've had player comparisons i compared a running back to draymond green we've had a player got compared to an mma player hey, so nice so who's a draymond green running back uh carry on johnson oh okay um, all right i kind of like that one yeah this listen. is see cross sport cross position cross yeah those things what you want obviously you know people will try to do cross race sometimes and it's important to do that too but you know not compare lamar jackson to every quarterback you think you could compare him to but Cross sport, man. That's what we want to do. Even cross, even actors. I did an article on Optimus Scouting where I compared quarterbacks to office characters. So I am all for unique comparisons, my man. Do you have a – listen, we're getting a little off topic here, but I know the listeners <laughs> want to hear this. Do you have a – did you have a Kevin comparison or a Stanley comparison? Of course. Kevin Malone on The Office. I can talk for a whole podcast about why he's the best character besides Michael Scott uh, in, in The Office. And I gave him two a quarterback who I have shown on Twitter that I like a lot, and that's Mike White of Western Kentucky. I think he's underappreciated, but he steals one-liners, and I think he was really good. Like Mike was, Mike White was good a year ago. I think Kevin was good in seasons two, three, and four. Got a little worse as the seasons went on and more kind of flashy. But you know, Mike White, just like Kevin Malone, is is an underappreciated player uh, in this class. And I think he'll be he'll be a special one when it's all said and done, and we'll look back in five years and say, you know what? After Michael Scott, who was Sam Darnold. Mike White might be the second best character and the second best quarterback in this class. I love that. Do me a favor if you meet Mike White, ask him if he makes any good chili. Because I, I need to I, know. You know what? I plan, that's actually my plan for the combine. I'll be in Annapolis all week long. And my plan is to use this, talk to the quarterback, and ask, you know, Kurt Benkert, who I compared to Oscar Martinez, if he has an accounting background, or ask Kyle Aletta, who I compared to Daryl Philbin, 
if he can't play the piano. That's that's one of my goals that I want to that I want to accomplish at the combine and make sure these guys know that hey, I compared you to this person and you better live up to that. Yeah, at, listen, this is this is the most this I've never wanted to read anything more than I I want to <laughs> read this because that this that's my favorite show of all time. I I love it. Um, I'm gonna be very disappointed. I'm I'm all these guys' grades drop for me if they're like I don't watch The Office. That that that's a huge character flaw that's a right good there point. for me. That's a good point. If they don't watch The Office and they watch like the British Office, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can like that guy anymore. <laughs> so, uh, my my comparison, just from a game perspective, is he, he reminds me a little bit of like a Brandon Graham meets um, Jabal. Oh, Shearer. Bradley Chubb again. Got it. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, <laughs> I would love Full to just circle. do an Office episode, but um, <laughs> just because you know, I think they're both very good against the run. They don't necessarily have these great sack totals because I I think he's kind of be going to be like an eight to ten sack guy, not like a fifteen plus guy, but just very good NFL players. I think Brandon Graham is kind of someone that he reminds me of a little bit just in terms of his production level at the NFL and you, you mentioned a couple teams earlier but is there a team that you would like to see him go to just in terms of what what his ideal fit is um yeah a couple teams in the back and around one that won't get him but I really think Indianapolis the more I've you know it, it seems not likely but more likely than not that he's going to be a Colt uh, just based off what I've heard in Indianapolis and what Chris Bauer their GM wants to value but you, know, you take Bradley Chubb who again I mentioned he's a Jalen Ramsey like player you add him with Malik Hooker who can take advantage of great pass rush to help him you know to show the elite ball skills that he possessed at Ohio State two years ago that's what I get most excited about and again I think Chubb is a franchise a culture changing guy in the locker room and Indianapolis certainly needs that on defense and really across the board I think Bradley Chubb with with Andrew Luck kind of a question mark moving forward in Indianapolis and the Colts having a lot of things to figure out, they could really use a leader off the field and in the locker room as much as they do on it uh, to be successful. So the more I've looked at it say, you know what, if Bradley Chubb can come in and fix the Colts culture-wise as well as allow for their last year's first-round pick to be successful, I think it's an awesome pick. So the more I've not only talked to the league about this stuff but thought about it, uh, Bradley Chubb to the to the Colts is, is my ideal fit now. And obviously a lot of teams in the top ten would love to get Bradley Chubb on their defense. Yeah, I, I like that too. That's actually my ideal landing spot as well because I think if you pair him and Sheard up, teams are going to really struggle to run. And this Indianapolis Colts run defense that has just been – a mess for like a decade can finally start to turn things around and it would be great to see more than just one good player on the Colts you know with the whole Andrew Luck thing and kind of transform this defense and you mentioned Hooker and I think that's a great point because that's what he did in Ohio State was play behind a great defensive line and really be a center fielder and be able to take advantage of quarterbacks and with Chubb I, th- I think that would really suit his skill set as well Eric I just want to thank you for coming on man um you, you mentioned earlier with the things you're hearing I I, I know that if there's a rumor on the NFL draft, you're like the first one reported every time. I notice other accounts <laughs> then report as their own news 10 days later when, when you've already done it. So, guys, if you don't follow Eric, you're missing out on not only amazing content, but all the draft rumors you need and probably the most accurate ones in the industry. Eric, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, the more you hear about Josh Rosen, the Buffalo Bills, the more you got, you can uh, thank me later for that. That's going to be out there certainly half of the combine. But, no, I appreciate it, man. I, we had a lot of fun talking on here. and. Certainly, Bradley Chubb's my favorite player, so I appreciate the chance to uh, to do him. But certainly follow me on Twitter, at Optum Scouting, also OptumScouting.com. You can also find me over at Sporting News, my podcast, Game the Field, a couple other places. But always check out OptumScouting.com and all the great work that our staff members do. Uh, Austin Bomber, Christian Page, Dan Matney, Derek Class, and Anthony Chiato, uh, Ryan Cushman. I'm going to forget somebody. Uh, Mark Delgarian, Ben Natan. I think that's everybody. But uh, but I have an awesome staff at Optum Scouting. We're able to do a lot of cool things on and off the Internet that I'm always thankful for. So 
Appreciate it, man. Thanks again. We'll talk soon. Absolutely, guys. He's Eric Galco. I'm Elliot Chris. As always, your host for the Draft Daily Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Please rate, review, subscribe the podcast. Give us a rating, man. We, we appreciate all the support we can get. As always, guys, we really appreciate you listening. Thank you.